Well, how about that? I just realized that my microphone stand, which is made out of aluminum, for some reason is carrying a short circuit, or a circuit, I should say. So, I don't know if you can hear this. Listen real quick. That is interesting. A possible health hazard, but we'll see. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Moto Convo, the motocross and supercross-based podcast. Just a quick shout-out to our sponsors, Tag Metals Racing. They make handlebars, chains, grips, sprockets, you name it. I will leave their link in the description so you can go check them out. Also, Duver Snow Plowing in Iowa. It's either winter or about to be winter, but Duver Snow Plowing will get the snow out of your hair and we can move right back into moto season. Thank you guys for the sponsorship and thank you guys for listening. Let's get into the podcast. Alrighty. Welcome back to another episode of Moto Convo, the motocross and supercross based podcast. First and foremost, let me address the issue that I have been off the mic and off the vids, off off camera, for quite a while. Um, I'm aware of this, and I'm working on improving this, and I'm thinking that I'm going to get um, a little bit of head head headway, make a little headway on this because with work and family and getting ready to have a baby and getting ready to move, it's just man, oh. It's been so crazy busy and we're finally, um, I'm finally starting to catch back up enough that I can keep putting more and more time into this. Obviously, I mean, podcasts, let's be real, podcasts aren't that difficult to do once you have the thing. The problem is time has been a precious, precious commodity for me personally with everything going on. I'm not complaining. I mean, I do love to be around motocross 24-7, but I'm just addressing the issue. I'm aware that I've been um, out of it a little bit, but looks like things are going to turn back around a little bit and be able to get some more stuff going out. So, that being said, let's talk about this episode. So, this episode I wanted to discuss critics, like critical people, and I'm not... I'm not jumping on a uh, high horse, a moral high horse, or claiming my moral high ground here. Um, I'm talking my own opinion, my humble opinion, if you will. So, you know, you may agree with me, you may disagree with me. That's the point of Moto Convo, right? To discuss the convo, the conversation. But what I wanted to discuss was critical people. And um, every sport suffers from this. Let's back up for a second. Every aspect of life suffers from this at some point. You know, there's critical people everywhere you go, whether it's you and yourself and you're critical with yourself or other people are critical with you. The reason I wanted to discuss this is, well, we'll save that for the three points I wanted to cover. Um, That will be story time. But first, let's discuss something that I just want everyone, especially if you ride a race motorcycle, a dirt bike to our motorcycle in general, even road bikes or a flat track or anything like that, but specifically dirt bikes. All right. Now just sit, close your eyes and think for a second. Think of the last video you saw of a dirt bike race or practice or just someone riding in general. 
maybe even you writing. Let's do, let's go with that. So I just want to, I want everyone to pull back for a second and take a, go way out, take a very wide shot of this and just pull yourself way away, like far away from, you know, the small details of motocross and look at it as a whole. So we, as a collective, ride machines that are heavier than us, typically, and they're meant to go fast. I mean, obviously, riding and racing, stuff like that, even trails, you know what I mean. So just think, you're riding the this big, heavy, fast machine, and all you are controlling this with or hanging on with is your legs and your arms. Now, that now that you've drawn this picture, think about the last track you rode at. Think about the tracks you've seen people ride at. Loraco's Leap, you, by your arms and legs, are sending this heavy, fast dirt bike. What is it, like um, 100 and something feet? You're clearing this 100-foot triple. Okay, now... Think about the whoop section. Holding on with just your arms and your legs, you are taking this 56 horsepower machine, if you're riding a 450, 20 to 30 miles an hour across this whoop section. This this obstacle of large bumps. What I'm trying to get at here is the, the perspective of danger. I want everyone to realize and recognize, pull all the way back out and look at the bare minimum of motocross. You are riding a machine. You are riding on top of a machine that could tip over without you keeping balance. And you're doing this at speed. This isn't like a fear talk, like a fear of, oh my gosh, I don't want to ride anymore or anything like that. This is fear as in like, reverence like a biblical form of fear reverence towards said object and I wanted to draw this picture because this is a danger that we accept as riders in the sport we recognize or we ought to recognize anyways the danger that comes along with this sport it is foolish in my humble opinion even stupid in some cases to consider that you'll never get hurt. In my opinion, and like I said, this isn't like a fear talk like, oh, you're right. I should just throw, you know, throw my boots away and, you know, put them up and call it quits, you know, sell the dirt bike and, you know, do whatever. It's nothing like that. It's just pulling everyone back, especially if you're critical of other riders, pulling back and thinking, all right, how physically demanding Mentally straining is the sport. If you've ridden or especially raced a dirt bike, think of the mental, mental, yes, but also especially the physical ability it takes to do it. Whether you're doing it at a Eli Tomac and Ricky Carmichael level or if you're doing it at a, you know, local 250C class, you know, you're riding your KTM 65. It takes physical ability no matter where you're at. 
And this is where I don't want to, I don't want to come off as complaining. It's just discussing critical people. And it, it really annoys me. It, I really dislike when people are super critical because if you, in my opinion, and this is my point of view, if you get on a dirt bike and you ride a race, you do anything on a dirt bike, you have my respect. All right, you're not, you know, as fast as Ken Roxon. You might be the slowest guy at your local track. You have my respect for committing to not only take on this financial obligation, you know, Lord forbid you would actually get hurt, but what it takes to even get to the track and then to get on the track and commit to riding it in the physical danger that comes into it. That's what I mean. You have my respect for committing to do that. Like I said, if you're the slowest person at the track, which I have been, you have my respect. And I promise you, I will never be critical of you for your lack of speed, lack of ability or anything, especially because I've been that kid. I've been that guy, the guy where (laughs) people probably look at and go like, Ooh, man, I don't know if he should be on a KX450. And as I go into story time here, just a little instance that I've, I ran into a couple months ago, I just want you all to pull back and realize and put truly into perspective what it takes to do this sport. And what we have to accept as riders prior to putting on our helmet and going out and riding or racing. I think when you do this, you get a whole new level of respect. But it also, like I said before, it does for me, is it takes away your criticism really quickly. Especially when, when you remember where you started. So where did this all come from? I don't know names, and I'm not going to name names if I knew names. And I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. Because I'm not I'm not the person out to smite someone where they stand. You know, or if I drop a name and someone's like, Oh, I know this guy at the local track. I'm like, hey buddy, you know this... this uh, this kid over on Moto Combo, he's talking smack. I'm not. I'm not about starting any kind of like beef or anything like that, or starting any of that up. It's not to, you know, pull someone out of the dark and be like, you know, put them on spotlight. Like, oh, look how much of a jerk this guy is. It's nothing like that. I'm not interested in starting anything like that. That's why I'm not using a lot of detail when I discuss story time here. So let's start the story. Let me grab another drink of water. So I'm at Cahoka, Cahoka MX in Cahoka, Missouri. Um, my first time being to Cahoka, it's the best of the Midwest weekend and, uh, Saturday's practice day, which if you saw the vlog, you know, i you know, I went out and rode Saturday and you know that I went out and got film, uh, Sunday. It was an awesome weekend, by far one of my favorite weekends I've ever spent at the track, maybe my most favorite for the time being. So, we have open practice, and we're out riding, and uh, 
I pull off the track and um, I hear the end of an altercation um, in the viewing stands area. I hear the end of an altercation and I talk to my wife and I hear the remainder of the altercation and what was actually talked about. And like I said, I'm not dropping names or anything like that. I don't even, I'm not gossiping about people. Like, I'm not going to bring this story to, you know, my moto friends and be like, yeah, this guy over here, you know, he rides the blank. You know, I'm, I'm not going to do anything like that because I'm not interested in spreading gossip or, you know, uh, bearing false witness or anything like that. Um, it's just what happened. But this this person was talking about... Um, he was basically complaining. This guy was basically complaining and going on about, you know, the lower level riders. If you guys don't know where, if you guys don't know about Cahoka MX, um, what they do is because their track is so, um, decently sized and spread out and not quite as difficult or as busy, I should say that they let the little bikes out together. I think they do 65s and 50s or they do 65s and 85s and then 50s and then the third class is all the big bikes. As opposed to other tracks, which probably typically do. Um, like I'm sure you've been to, you know, obviously they're broken into groups. So you have like A and B will go out or, you know, B and C will go out and A will go out with the vets or something. You know what I mean? Something like that. So it's broke up. But at Coca, they put them all out at the same time. So this guy was going on about you know, this other guy, I don't know who the other guy was. I mean, he obviously, he might, he very well might've been talking about me, but he was talking about, you know, this guy, he shouldn't be out here and he, you know, he's going to kill somebody. He's going to get somebody in an accident and blah, 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 and this and that. And it just, it made me stop and think partially because I thought maybe he's talking about me <laughs> because, um, like I told you guys before, I'm an improving C rider on a KX450. I'm getting there. I'm working out. I'm riding. Like, it's a work in progress. But it made me think, I'm like, my initial reaction was, like, my, you know, knee-jerk reaction was, wait, why isn't this guy lining up at Washougal? Hmm? I, I mean, why not? I mean, obviously, I mean, he can be Eli Tomac if he's going to bestow, you know, and slander whoever else with their writing ability. He He's obviously... I mean, meant to be like, this is greater than Ricky Carmichael of the motocross world. Good. And of course that was my knee jerk reaction. But then I had to pull back and think, I'm like, all right, why, why would you, why would you go on about this? Why would you discuss it? Why would you yell and scream about it in front of people? Especially when everyone there is there for another writer, especially if they're there watching they're They might not be there for another writer, but they're certainly there for the writing. And so it just, that's where this episode, the seed was planted for this episode. It was critical people. And this kind of touches back on what I said before, that you, as long as you get on a motorcycle and go out on a track, you have my respect. I, Kevin Duver, the host of Moto Convo, respect you for your commitment. And that will never change. If you go out and you are the slowest guy, I still respect you the same as much as I respect the fast guy.
So I heard the remainder of the, not, I shouldn't call it an altercation. It was more of like a whining fest. <laughs> um, and it just got me thinking. I'm like, this is my opinion, but how dare someone be so critical of another rider? Majority of people I've met since I got back into the motocross community, especially at local tracks, but obviously online also, they're some of the coolest people I've ever met. They're some of the most down-to-earth people I've ever met, um, and it took me a little bit to get into a group to find them and really you know, get to talk to them and everything like that, but the motocross community I personally am very proud of as a community. So this certainly doesn't apply to everyone, but it's just the critical people or critics that we have of our writing or, you know, anyone's writing who is below us. Yes, you know, the fast guys, like there's, I'm aware of the safety concerns of having, you know, beginner class writing with A. I'm quite, I'm I'm very well aware of that. But you knew that was the case coming here. Coming to Cahoka, which Cahoka I love. Like I've said before, like I said in the vlog and the track review, like I love Cahoka. And I'm not, you know, blaming them for any of this, but it's just being so critical of fellow riders. So I didn't. I was tempted to confront the guy, but it wasn't. I didn't feel like it was the proper thing to do. Plus, I wasn't there to, uh, you know, rain on my own parade. So I was like, you know, whatever. You know, he'll do him, and, you know, I'll go back, and I'll, you know, get ready for the next moto. So it's not a crazy story by any means, but that's where the story, that's where this episode started, was the beginning of this of this story started, the beginning of this episode started, and that, like I said, the seed was planted when I heard how critical this guy was of everyone else. Drop my water cap. But that's why, but that's why I want to discuss this. That's why I want to do this episode. It's kind of, kind of venting in a way, but it's just kind of like, I want people, like I said before, at the first point to step back and realize the commitment and difficulty it takes to go out and ride. The first time I rode, if you watch my first vlog on Moto Convo's YouTube page, I was so sore. I was so sore the next morning, the next day, like the next two days almost, from just practicing that one day. And I was so slow. <laughs> like, I'm just honest. I'm I'm honest about it. Like, I was, I was the slowest guy there, guaranteed. Guaranteed. There's no one that was slower than me. There were 65s and probably even 50s that were going faster than I was. That's fine. I honestly don't care because it's where I was at. And your opinion of my writing doesn't really affect me. Not in a, you know, like I said before, mightier than thou standpoint. It's just the truth. My opinion of you and your writing, good or bad, shouldn't matter to you. Why should it? And I don't want to delve into a, this is individual relativism and, you know, ethical theory 
ethical theory rant or episode, but just that's kind of how I see this, see this thing. And it all comes back to, I guess, kind of who you are as a person, but respect in my opinion. It reminds me, just to continue this thought in this episode, it reminds me of the saying that I said earlier in the episode that we all start somewhere. Like, we all started somewhere. When we learned to walk, we started somewhere, we fell down, now we can run. When we learned to tie a suit tie. You know, we made a few wrong knots and a few, you know, wrong crossovers, but we learned it. Now we can do it very well. When we learn to ride a bicycle, when we learn to drive a car, when we learn to ride a dirt bike, we all started somewhere. And I severely dislike, especially in the motocross community, which is so amazing that we can be so critical of other people when they're starting. And this is most relatable to me because I'm a 24-year-old that um, is open with the fact that I'm not a fast rider right now. I'm improving. I'm getting faster. But especially when I first went out to that farm practice, slow. (laughs) Slow. That's okay. That's fine. We all start somewhere. And I remember the the first time I passed someone on the track, even practicing, which practice is not a race. I'm well aware of this. I, I passed someone and I'm like, it was so confidence inspiring at the time, even though it's practice, um, because I'm like, like, I'm, I'm not the slowest, I'm not the slowest one here, not in a bad way, but I'm like, I'm improving. Like it was good motivation, good, uh, a good driving force. And then I heard this later on and I was like, man, like I would never say that, say that about the guy that I passed. Ego plays a part, I'm sure. Especially when, like I said, I'm well aware of the um, safety hazards of having too many people on one track, but looping this back to the first point of the difficulty that it takes and the luck in a way that it takes to ride and you know, race and especially win motocross. If you've ridden, you know how fast you can go down, crash, hurt yourself, anything. You can do everything quote unquote perfectly right. And your bike could malfunction and send you to the hospital. Like it, it blows my mind how out of touch with reality we can get when we think about this. So, That's what I mean. Like when you're a pro rider, the best of the best have gone down. The worst of the worst have gone down. And so just me personally speaking, I don't feel like I would have any right at all. Even if I'm, you know, top of a class in the Midwest and I'm national level, if I'm beating Eli Tomac, you know, I'm going 24 and 0 on the outdoors. 
I have no right to say, oh, you know, that guy shouldn't even be riding. That guy shouldn't be out here. Like, dude, you were the same spot at one point. If we put said person on the Nationals track, you know, out at Southwick, you shouldn't be out here. Come on, just because. So what? If no one can beat Eli Tomac, no one should be on the track. Is that what what we're kind of like devolving into? De-evolving into, I should say. What do you think? I'm allowing for this pause so it kind of so it kind of gives you a second to consider what I'm saying. Continue the thought of your own thoughts and not just listening to me. What do you think? Where did you start? Maybe you started when you were 4 or 5 years old. You started racing at 4 or 5 years old. You started somewhere, didn't you? Or did you just you know, at five years, five years old, kick over your, you know, KX450 and Eli Tomac status. You know what I mean? It's just, I guess this episode is kind of venting in a way, but I just want to shine this light on the critics, especially if you're a newer writer, especially if you're not as experienced in, you know, you know, hitting jumps or whoops or cornering or any part of motocross. Never worry about what's what someone else thinks about your riding, especially if it's at a local motocross practice or track or race, even. That's 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 the reason I came up like as a knee jerk reaction. That's why I said those. Oh well, I mean, why isn't he lining up at Washougal? You know, and I'm not out to start a war with anyone it's just it just really bothered me because i know to to be up front with you guys the insecurity and the anxiety that comes with getting on the track for the first time especially when you get there and you know you have all the bikes next to you and everyone's at a skill level higher than you are that was me the first time i went to the farm and that's probably why this pissed me off the first time that it came up and why my knee-jerk reaction was to confront the guy about it. Not to start a fight or anything like that. I'm not confrontational like that. But to just try to prove a point that, man, like, we we all started somewhere. I was so, like, I was very confident. You know, I always have confidence when it comes to riding because I know the commitment and dedication I put into it. And the commitment and dedication that I would put into it if I ever needed to do, you know, one more step or do this or that. I, I'm confident within that, but when I showed up to the track the following day or even driving to the track, man, I was so nervous. And this is just being real with you guys. Like I was just being honest. I knew pulling up to the track, I was like, man, like, what am I doing? (laughs) What am I doing here? Cause even when I was getting ready, especially before I went out to my first practice, I'm like, I'm like, I was just nervous. Like I've never hit any jumps close to this size, especially since I've been off the bike for 12 years, 10 or 12 years. And 
I wanted to do it. So obviously I went out there and now I'm, you know, practicing and getting better at, you know, even being at the track still gives me anxiety, not like in a strong way, but in a way that I get arm pump a lot quicker when I'm practicing at the track with everybody. It's just being new. It's just starting. Like I said, we all start somewhere and this is where I started. And that's what drove me crazy about it was, you know, that guy that you're cutting down, that guy that you're being, that guy you're being a meanie to, (laughs) that guy that you're, you know, so much higher than and better than. Like he might actually, instead of, you know, taking your great, wonderful writing ability and critiquing others and, you know, putting them below you. You know, God forbid you go out and you actually help someone. Maybe the guy's parked in the corner and he hasn't talked to anyone because he doesn't know anyone. And he just, he loves to ride his dirt bike, but you wouldn't, you would not know the commitment and the commitment. I shouldn't say the commitment. You wouldn't, you would not know the, you, you, you wouldn't know what. It means to someone just to come up and just start talking to him. If you're an A-class guy, just, you know, chat it up with the little guy. I hate how, and this happened in other sports that I was part of, like bowling, um, was bad at it also. But you get in these little cliques. It starts in junior high, right? Well, it starts in elementary school. (laughs) Even preschool. Like, you get in these little cliques and like, you know, God forbid, like I said before, the guy who was cutting down someone because he was so good could go talk to the guy that just started be like, Hey man, how's it going? You know, what do you think of the track? You know, how's, how's the bike running? You know, what are you riding? You know, uh, what do you think of, you know, this bike or, you know, you got tire new tires. It looks like, what do you think of those? It just, it rubbed me the wrong way. And even now it kind of riles me up just, be, just because I know what it feels like. I recently and still am sometimes, the guy that is anxious going to the track, nervous about going to the track, not because, you know, I care about what other people think, but it's just, you know, being around everything like that. And it's, I can relate it most of the first time I went to the farm is I knew I could ride enough, you know, to get around the track fine, but just the intimidation factor, my confidence kind of got sucked out the first time I went to the farm. I'm like, actually seeing, you know, kind of the face, the faces and landings of the jumps and how steep they were. And, uh, having people around that were like this guy, I would have handled it fine because like I said before, I don't care what other people think about my writing. It's, I have nothing to prove. I'm my dream ended a while ago. It's still there, but my dream of being Ryan Villapoto or Ricky Carmichael or James Stewart, it ended a while ago. So what do I have to prove to anyone at the track? Really? What do you have to prove to me at the track? What do you have to prove to anyone else at the track? I mean, if you're trying to go pro, then you kind of have something to prove to like Mitch Payton or someone, right? You're like, you're trying to get on the team. Like you have something to prove, but the local... B rider who is, you know, a few to several seconds a lap faster than me. What do I have to prove to him? You should have the same attitude, not in a condescending way. Like, 
your king dirt bike, but just comfortable with where you are. And that's really where it all kind of boils down to, right? Is we all started somewhere. Like it riled me up because I know what it's like to be nervous, um, not only about people around you and say and say their opinions maybe, but even your own ability when it comes to attacking the track or, you know, riding over or through this obstacle or anything like that. Like when you're unsure of your abilities when you first get on the track and then you have... I keep I keep cutting the explicits out, um, keeping them, you know, on the back side of my tongue, not letting them come off the front. When you have people that are so condescending and critical, when you already are intimidated and anxious about your own abilities in the track, it's just worse. It just makes it worse. What what good would it do? What good would it do to be the best rider in the world and to not support anyone else? What good would it do? Like this is a pretty especially if like you're a privateer or, or even like riding at your local riding, sound like Conor McGregor. <laughs> if you're riding at your local track, this is a pretty solo sport. Um, depending on, you know, how solo you are, like it has the potential to be solo sport as, as far as it goes, getting on the bike and it's your responsibility to perform. But if you're an A or top level guy, or if, especially if you're a B level, if you're not beating Eli Tomac, if you're not a perfect 24 and 0 in nationals and you've won every heat race and supercross main event, you've won designations and you're undefeated for a year. The whole seat, like every season you've gone in, you're undefeated. Even then, you started somewhere. James Stewart, who at least was one of the fastest men on the planet, started somewhere. And it just, it blows my mind. And this is the point that I really wanted to get to was that, and that I've been, I guess, discussing on the past, I don't know, how long has this been going? Half an hour? is don't be critical. Like, please do not be critical. Constructive criticism is a different thing. Like constructively criticize about, Hey, you know, um, say you want to give writing advice to someone. Just, just be a human being. (laughs) I mean, for the love of God, you don't have to be condescending or anything with critical criticism either. But Hey, Man, it um, you know, your elbows are kind of down doing this or that. Or, you know, it looks like you could hold on with your legs a little bit better. Maybe you're doing this in the corner and you're not, you know, waiting the peg right. But to be just negatively critical, the worst people in the sport. I'll say the worst people in the sport. I love the motocross community personally. And this episode by far goes out to the, um, what would you say? Oh, come on. The term's escaping me. 
I'm losing all emotional impact right now, Kevin. Get it together. The quiet majority can definitely sometimes, unfortunately, be silenced or covered by the loud minority. So most of the motocross community, I have no problems with. I actually like all of you. <laughs> like I, I've met so many people at the tracks, especially at Sigourney. Like I started to kind of open up around people, but just because, you know, I'm kind of introverted anyways to begin with, but you know, you just get more comfortable around people. You get more comfortable in your ability and like feeling like you belong at the track, feeling like you belong at the track. That's the point I was trying to make. That's, that's the, that's the summary of what I was getting at. When you're new, you don't feel like you belong on the track. Real talk. Real talk. You don't you don't feel like you belong. Like, you know, you've been working on things and like you're ready to go, like you're excited to go, but you you get that anxiety, you know, ah, I don't know if I belong here. You might not even say that to yourself, but that's kind of what it boils down to, right? It's just the insecurity, which is fine. Guess what? Guys, guys, listen, listen, listen. We all started somewhere. We all started somewhere. <laughs> Anyways, like I was saying, like the the loud minority is who this episode goes out to. The quiet majority is pretty cool. Like I said before, the motocross community is one of the only communities that I've been in uh, athletically that I really enjoyed being around. Like my friends that are that ride, um, you know, John, Wade, Luke, um, Barry, Lane, Kyle, um, Cass, um, other names that escape me that I've really talked to you in person. Like I enjoy all you guys' company. Legit. I don't, even if I wanted to name drop this guy that you know, was talking, you know, this criticism. I couldn't because I don't know his name, which is, I'm not, I'm not going to go into that. I'm not going to go into that. Um, but what do you think? Like I said before, what do you think? Has this episode at all made you think about, you know, weight, the weight that your words carry? Let's, I mean, you want to talk ethics and morals. Think about the weight that your words carry. This got kind of deep A little bit So In summary Not to completely fall off the bandwagon Here the bandwagon Fall off the cart here Consider the perspective of difficulty In this sport Like I said if you ride at all you have my respect. Absolutely. Even if you're not training to be Ryan Villapoto, Eli Tomac, Ken Roxon, Marvin Muskian, Jeffrey Hurlings, Tony Cairoli, Ricky Carmichael, James Stewart, Jeremy McGrath, Chad Reed, Ryan Dungey, even if you're not training to be those people and you're just doing it because you love it, you have my respect. That's it. That's all there is to say. If I'm faster than you, First and foremost, a little bit of work and you'll be beating me. <laughs> um, but you have my respect. If you're faster than me, you have my respect. Especially, I mean, 
if you're if you put in the effort to go pro, I hesitate to say you even have more of my respect, but you do. Because I don't want to feel I don't want people to feel like because they're not training to be that guy that they, you know, are any less important or impactful within the sport. It's that, you know, I respect anyone who rides. And if anyone's listening to this episode and by, you know, miracles, happenstance that you hear me ever complain about another rider, straighten me out on the spot and say, Kevin, knock it off. Stop it. Leave your comments or voice messages if you're watching on Anchor and let me know what you think. Like I said, I'm not looking to publicly shame the person that we discussed or anything like that. If you um, realize who it is, you happen to listen to this episode and you, you know, realize that I'm talking about you. I'm not trying to start anything with you. I have no intention. I have no desire to. Why would I? Right. It's just, I'm trying to make a point that this sport is difficult. We accept a hell of a lot of risk when we do it. Do you disagree? Seriously, do you disagree? So where would it be my right to, you know, say you're disgraced to motocross or anything like that? Insane. Just insane. So that being said, <laughs> that being said, thank you for listening to this episode of Moto Convo. This is probably a episode or discussion point that I will probably discuss later with someone else or, you know, later in general. Um, I have some big plans coming up for especially next season that I'm so, so, so excited about. I think I've discussed them prior in another podcast. Um, probably not detail, but I have some, you know, video things coming up that I'm really excited for. And that should about do it. I think that should do it for this episode. But thank you guys for listening. This has been Kevin Duver, the host of Moto Condo, the motocross and supercross based podcast on Anchor FM and YouTube.com. Search Moto Condo, find our page, comment, message me. I don't know if you can directly message people like that, but check it out. You know what I'm saying? Thank you very much for your support. And if this episode meant something to you, please pass it on to someone. Please share your opinions with someone else. Because this motocross community is already unbelievably awesome in my opinion. And, I mean, what what can you do to make it better? That's my question for you. What can you do to make it better? Kevin Duver with Moto Convo. Bye.